Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharma and Chris. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we in week eight of the season. Uh, Jets got their ass whooped. Well, no, they didn't get their ass whooped. Sorry. They lost 18. I'm, I'm bugging out. They 18, They lost 18 to 10 against the Bills. Um, I think we saw some positivity in the first half. Then the second half was all crappy and shit. So, Sharman, what have you saw from the first half that that made it look that made the first half look good? And what happened in the second half that made it so crappy? Uh, what happened in the first half would look good is uh, probably the the one thing that we probably didn't see coming was Darren Logans being the play caller. Uh, I don't think any Jet fan or anybody in football thought that was possible or that would happen uh, right before the game. I guess it got announced. Uh, Brian Costello, I think, was the one that broke the broke the story. Uh, you saw a little bit more variety in the way the offense rolled out, a little bit more motions and, and different routes, route uh, concepts and stuff that was a little bit different from what Gase normally does. Uh, it kind of catered to what Donald does best. And you could see Donald start off really well. I think at one point he was like nine of 11 or something like that. Um, and uh, unfortunately, his his general field awareness, which has been suffering all year, uh, kind of took a touchdown out, out, of, out of his hands at one point where he had Mims wide open in the flat off of a tripped bunch uh did not see he instead of looking to the trip side he looked into the the other side which we've seen so many times now for some reason he needs to read right to left which i don't know what kind of it, it must at this point be a, a special of an adam out of gates offense where he has to read right to left which makes absolutely no sense to me i think you should not have a progression read that's set in stone because you never know what the defense is going to do. But, you know, I'm a layman. I should not be commenting about uh, offense unless, you know, I played football or whatever. Anyway, um, again, the Jets suffered from not being able to do, um, to uh, adjust in any way. Um, yes, the, the Bills was, were clearly surprised at what the Jets did on offense at first. They, their answer to that was to blitz and bring pressure, and the Jets had no answer. Like all, they haven't had all year. So that was the difference, man. There was nothing really uh, outstanding that the Bills did. There was nothing really, you know. It's just that they didn't have answers. Uh, Sam didn't see guys when they were blitzing. He was supposed to probably get get the protection over some uh, towards some places. He did not go. Running back suffered and understanding who was coming and who wasn't coming. That's it. I mean, the same the same jig we've been dancing for the last seven weeks. <laughs> I, I'm just amazed, like, how it went from that first quarter or so, and then it just went to kaput, like, real fast. It was right after the touchdown, too. You know, because the, the first half... Um, I mean, I'm sorry, the first quarter, I was, I just wanted to really quick, because I, I had to look it over, because I wanted to see really how bad this was. First quarter, right, they had three drives. Yep. One, the first one, they had the field goal. The second one, they turned it over on downs, because that was that fourth and one, and they yeah. went from the shotgun. Ugh. 
I, I don't I don't get that. So we'll just skip that. Okay. So now second quarter, they start off, they get the touchdown. Then their next drive, they go six, uh, six plays. They got to about, I think, midfield, and then he throws the interception. And then it was way downhill after that. Third quarter, uh, four plays, punt. Then their next drive, three plays, punt. Then fourth <laughs> quarter, three plays, punt. Then three plays, punt. And then three plays, the interception to end the game. Basically. Didn't, they, didn't they have, in the beginning of the first, in the second half, didn't they have like a 13-yard run or something like that? I think in the oh in the beginning of the second half, yeah, the second half, maybe on that I first swear, drive. I think there was a first uh, a, a long run, but 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 it, it it was so ridiculous that they basically gained net at the end of the game four four yards in yeah. the whole first second half. So that means they lost nine yards after the thirteen yard run, which is ay ay ay. I mean, again, I don't get like. I, I we seen a little bit in the first half, you know, guys in motion, you know, you seen some sort of a semblance of a, of an offense that could do something unlike that we haven't seen. And then, you know, like, I, I, I still don't understand. And maybe you would, you know, like I, I always bring it up, like, why don't they put Sam like bootlegged or, you know, roll out something, you know, because he's good, you know, um, on the move. So, I don't understand why don't they use that more? We see it so much in the NFL now because so many quarterbacks are more mobile and they're able to, you know, roll out of the pocket and, and throw or try to run, you know? I, I'm not saying Sam's to run, but you know what? He's so much better on the run throwing the ball. So why don't they design could, plays like that? He could run. He could run. Of course he could run. Yeah. I mean, he's not a running back or he's not going to beat the world, but Donald could move, man. Come on, it. It, 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 he ran. He had an eighty-something yard touchdown, didn't he? I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, I, I, I whatever don't know. the hell, how long it was, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But, but the thing about the thing about the fact that everybody being able to install a specific kind of play in an offense is, is, is the offense has to be in line with that play. But if you're calling a the kind of offense you would call back in the early 1990s and then you're trying to translate, you're trying to add something modern to it, it will look really clunky, you know. Plays only work if they're all married together, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. So so if there is nothing in your playbook that would look like it wouldn't be a glaring admission to a rollout or bootleg, would be able to call a bootleg but they don't have anything like that because of the way they call their zone runs normally like if you watch the rams one of the things the rams do a lot is they they play what they run wide zone so a lot of their zone runs are definitely kind of off tackle and far out sometimes you know so so when they run a bootleg it looks the same it's kind of the same motion you do when you're running a bootleg so right. then you can run a jet sweep off that because it looks the same. That's what you want to do. You want to basically trick the defense. If your offense doesn't have any semblance of any kind of look that's similar to what a bootleg would be, then it's almost 
comical if you run a bootleg, which in fact was comical, I think was the first thought of, um, um, I think it was, uh, what's our back of uh, Vlaco? I think right, the, the first, first play, play. Right. right, nobody <laughs> saw it coming. Right, and it works. Well, the funniest thing about it, like in reality, if you look at the play, there is no way that was what you would think that would happen out of that play. And, and fine, you could get away with it once in a while. But if you want to make it a staple of an offense, you have to build an offense around that kind of play. So you could protect him properly. You can't get, you can't get, you know, run it and you'd be like, oh, well, uh, you know, you're going to end up with a flack. What, the, what happened with Flacco? That's not going to happen a lot of the time. A lot of the times, a defense, a defender is going to stay on him and smash him when he goes out. So, this, listen, man. At the end of the day, this we just got to get this coach, these coaches out of New York. That's that's about what it is. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not saying every play rolling out, but once in a while, like that happens. That's the time, you know. You you got to throw those plays in. I mean, I think it would have been great to do that on that fourth and one. I think if they run that bootleg, I think he could have easily gotten the one at least one yard. He would have got more. But um, Chris, Chris, how about not complicated it at all? Right. How about not going shotgun? Right, <laughs> I agree. Or I I formation that. with a tight end. Yeah, keep it simple. <laughs> you got Frank Gore, one of the greatest oh. running backs in 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 football history. He's been, you could see he gains two, three yards all the time. I'm not saying he's going to break one for 50, but the guy's always getting two or three yards. So, you know what? Just give him the ball and let him squeak out a, a, a yard just to get the first down. And it was at and the end have, of the first half. And you know too. what? And you know what I always say? You have, you have guys that, are, that could be forceful at the point of attack that could give you space. Use them. Right. Use them. <laughs> Our the the kid the kid that they gave the ball the other day that was the tight end uh, what's his name that they that that he missed the cutback lane whatever yeah of course he's oh, not West a runner Coast. right let Wesco be a fullback let him right. at the point of attack smash somebody and run right behind him even if even if you 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 fake hand the ball off and you yourself Donald run right in or you hand the ball to the running back. Out of I formation, like a, a, a H back dive or something. I mean, bro, we're listen. Asking, we're not asking for anything complicated here because we know the, the system is not exactly, uh, you know, a, a revolutionized uh, offense here. So, you know what? A simple play, like you're saying, we're not even asking for a lot. You know, you just need one yard. You know, after that, you're like, if you can't get one yard, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the freaking day is going to be bad. But you know, the one bright right. spot was the defense. We we should. We should give yes. the a little bit of uh, credit. Yes, and 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 to and to um to I think to to end all the negativity because we could stay all day talking about the negative plays. Yeah. I think I think the the rookies really shined. I love. I don't think uh, uh P Ryan is a is a is some kind of uh, um is an NFL star. He's gonna be, but I think he's gonna be a solid player in the NFL. You let him do what he could do. He was gonna do it really well. I think that indicated on his on his on his college tape. He's the same player um, again. Quinn and Williams with a ridiculously great day. Uh, um, you have uh, uh, um, 
what's his name, Huff, with another great day. You have Mims, man. This is the potential that we saw. Yeah. And that was his first game back. They at they listen, it was he was getting so wide open that they had to put their best corner on him. They had to put white on him after a while because he was just getting wide open every time. So so you know, I mean JD's uh um draft class, they look they look the ones that have played, they've actually played pretty well. We've we're waiting on Zuniga to come back. I think he's coming back this week, but um but there was a lot of uh, positives for the future um, in this game, but not for the present, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think the defense played well. They didn't give up any touchdowns. It was just field goals. You can't ask much more f- from the defense, you know, in, in with, with the offense playing as bad as they, they did. For us, um, you can't expect anything better than, you know, 18 points, limiting a, a team that's, you know, a pretty good offensive team that's going to put up points. So to give up only 18 against Buffalo's offense, I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, um, they, they, they they played their butt out off, man. Some of the corners played but, their butt off. Yeah. May had another great game. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I, I can't get, I mean, I've been talking all the time and I haven't men- mentioned Mekhi Becton. I mean, he was a little rusty. Um, he got a few calls against them, but holy crap, man. Like every time he gets his hand on somebody, they went they went flying. It yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, that guy's know. he's gonna be a star in this league for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No doubt. Uh, yeah. I I I just wanna say is that um in, in other words, I'm 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 let y'all get on the Jets. What I'm gonna say about the Bills is that if they play in the way how they playing now, it does it doesn't mm. matter if they the Jets are 0-7 or they play against a one and sixteen. They are not gonna be ready to to beat good good teams in the playoffs, period. And right. it, and it's starting to show. It's really starting to show. You know, you get blown out by the Titans, you get blown out with the Chiefs, fine. You're supposed to be blowing out the Jets. You you get to the red zone plenty of times and y'all don't scored no touchdowns at all like i don't know what's going on with josh allen i don't know what's going on with the bills you know they defense is always solid i'm i'm not going in but this offense need to get they get they crap together because if not they're not going to beat no good teams they'll be in the playoffs yeah. but they will not be beating no no teams to to go anywhere period yeah and- yeah davin that that's an awesome point that you made um the the I think teams have uh, teams are basically forcing uh, um, um, Allen to make these tough throws downfield, and unfortunately he he can't he can't he can't get it, and they're letting him make the more harder throws, intermediate throws to make. the the thing The thing is, their slot receiver is really good, and and he he really he's really good at getting open, man, and. And he gives Allen a lot of time to get. I mean, he gives Allen the, the opportunity to get all those yards. The problem with that is when you get down to the red zone, uh, you could play a little more physical with him. He's a little guy, and somebody else needs to get open, and 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 Allen needs to be a little bit more accurate. So, you know, that plays in the other team's hands, man. But until Allen could evolve a little bit more, that offense will suffer. And you know what? This is a team that they got to be careful because they, they got to win some games, or Miami's going to go right up. You know, might even pass them. Look, look at the red. Ain't that funny? Yeah. Think about this too. Their schedule is not easy, right? This week, okay, they got New England. New England looks like they're garbage this year, 
But after that, you got Seattle. Then you got Arizona, which is a tough team, obviously. Then they got the bye week. Then after that, then they got the Chargers. Then they go to San Fran. Then they play Pittsburgh. Then they ease it up a little bit. They go to Denver, but that's in December. So who knows what that game's going to be like weather-wise. And then they finish with New England. And then now that Miami game, that last week of the season, that could be for the division. I, I, I don't, I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but there's a possibility that that Buffalo Miami game on the, you know, in the last weekend might be for the division. And you know what, if it's for the division, it might even be to get into the playoffs because they might not be able to get in as a wild card this year. So I'm not, I'm not hyping Miami up right now. Uh, no, I'm, not I'm, I'm just saying because I'm just, I'm just, I, I get your point though, Chris, but yeah. you know, until I see this, until I see the kid to uh, plays and, yeah, and, and hopefully, you know, they, they, he does good. So, so it won't make it seem like they just bench Fitzpatrick just because they, we know how he is, but I'm, I'm just saying like Buffalo has to get it together you know, Josh Allen, he got you. They went out and got digs. Don't, don't, when you have a number one wide receiver and you have the receivers, you have Cole Beasley, you have Brown, you have the guys to, to make your offense elite. Use them, be more accurate. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we in week eight now. It's no excuses yeah. for him now. Period. I totally agree. Yep. And, uh, and Brown, Brown was out. Brown was out this week, but. That's still not an excuse, man. It's still not an excuse. No, exactly. Not. If you got Diggs to, and, and 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 Diggs was looking great, they both was looking. Allen was looking fantastic the first four weeks. Now the last three weeks, he's been really terrible, and he needs to get it together. This is it's no excuses. We see elite quarterbacks done done did it with <laughs> freaking third stringers. So so come on, come on. There's no excuse for for Josh Allen. I'm, and you, you know, you know what else this team needs? And to me, they're almost like with 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 uh, the Bears, but they I think the Bills might have a little better quarterback right now. But I think the Bills need a running game. They really don't have yes. a single terry. Yes. They're okay. Yes, definitely. But when you play when you're playing in December on the road or at home, especially at home for them in Buffalo. You need a running game. You're not going to be able to throw the ball around like like you are now as much. So you've got to have some kind of a running game going. And other than Josh Allen, you know, I mean, Singletary's okay. Yeah, Singletary been quiet this year. Yeah, and he had a and he had a good rookie year last year. I, I think, think they should have went out and signed Bell. I think they should have tried yeah. to sign Bell. I think he's only got yeah. He's got one touchdown. This other kid, Zach Morris, he's okay. He's got no touchdowns. Josh Allen's leading the team in rushing touchdowns right now. The thing, the, the, thing, the thing about a running a running game, in my opinion, is always that's just my opinion. It's design, right? It's it for me, it's always design. If depending on how your offense works, what are you designing your run, your runs based on? You know, and, and for me, it's like they kind of went away from what they did well last year, and they're kind of just flinging the ball downfield where to me, they were being a little bit more physical at the point of attack last of uh, this uh, last year. And I think if they, if they went back to doing that more and playing off of that, I think that would work better. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. 
they have to figure something out very soon. But speaking of Le'Veon Bell, uh, the Jets are going against the champion uh, Chiefs. We shouldn't mm-hmm. even have to speak or preview on on the Chiefs, but <laughs> I guess I guess we can get a quick preview and a and a score prediction. We we all picking the Chiefs, and yeah. it shouldn't be nobody picking the Jets. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess give a quick preview um, for the Chiefs and what's the score prediction? Well, the Chiefs is gonna. We know what the Chiefs are gonna do. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> unless there's a monsoon that day. We know they, they're, they're just going to score like crazy on us. I'm just hoping the defense could hold them down or at least slow them down, I should say. They're not going to hold them down, but at least slow them down a little bit so we don't get totally embarrassed on Sunday. That's all I'm hoping for. But, um, you know, the spread, I think, is 19 and a half points, which is insane for an NFL game. But, um, I mean, if I had to pick a score – I'm going to say like 37, 37-13 would be my guess. I mean, because I, I don't – they got no shot against the Chiefs. It's just a matter of trying to keep it as close as possible. Um, you know, maybe Kansas City will put their backups in later on and we could get a junk touchdown and pull a little closer. But, I mean, we know it can. Kansas City is just in a different league compared to us. You know, we're, we're the bottom of the league. They're the top of the league. So – it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, the the the. I mean, holy crap! The the yeah. <laughs> the difference between those two teams, man. I mean, the ultimate uh, adjust adjuster of game game adjustments. I mean, the the ultimate offense, the ultimate uh, in offensive weapons, the ultimate in speed, the ultimate in understanding team play. Both on offense and defense. I mean, come on, man. It's not even funny how the the Chiefs played a game last week where they were not even close to being their best. No. I think they 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 sucked on third down. They were like horrible. And they won the game like they were dominating the team. Like, come on, man. Like it's not even fair. It's not even fair. Like they went. And Mahomes threw, uh, threw for 200 yards and one touchdown. <laughs> right? When you think about it, you're like, oh, it should be a tight yeah. game. <laughs> exactly. And it's not because that's how good they are. And people, and again, I, I, I will always say this. It's, I feel like Andy Reid does not get enough props. Man, there is way too much going on on that team. It's not just the fact that they could design great offensive plays. Is the their understanding of playing football that is all connected? Their offense is basically connected to what their defense could do because when they they're up, you know, up two touchdowns on you, they have pass rushes that can get at you, and they have guys that can cover on the back end, you know, and even on their their worst days, they have players. That could just play, make one or two plays that would like change the game, you know. So it so at the end of the day, it's just the best against the the least. That's that's what it is at the end of the day. Um, this is gonna be like a twenty point blowout, fifteen to twenty point blowout in my opinion for the and that would be like the you know them being taking having mercy on the Jets basically. <laughs> so uh 
in my like you know the Jets are probably gonna score. I'm gonna be generous here. It's gonna be like thirty-five to ten. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> what do you think, David? Forty-nine-three. <laughs> All right. I, I I can't. I I just can't, man. I I just can't. I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> they scored what forty five points last game, if I recall. Mm-hmm. They this team, this team is the Chiefs is is just unstoppable right now. And there you go. And, and Le'Veon Bell will have a big day against against the Jets, just to prove a point. Um, oh, you know it. You know he. Yeah, wants to. <laughs> that's that's the, yeah, and it's gonna happen. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the Quentin Williams uh, rumors and the and the Jets uh, trades. Um. Of course, man. I'm gonna say his name, Manish. I guess reported that uh, Quentin Williams was on the market, but Rich many said that he's not on the market. So, what what is with Quentin Williams? Is he on the market? And what Jets players could be traded? Before? Uh, you know what? I think it's exact. <laughs> Listen, Joe Douglas did this last year. Okay, he said it. It's pretty out there. Just like every good GM does. You know what? He'll take calls on everybody. Okay. There are some people that he probably said, listen, I'm shopping these guys. If you guys want them, you know, give me your best offer, whatever. I'm sure there's guys and we could talk about them. But about Quentin Williams, this was basically the same thing that he did with Jamal Adams. Okay. He wasn't shopping Jamal Adams. And I don't think he would have got traded. But Seattle just gave him a, a, an offer that he could not refuse. I don't think and I'm sure you guys will agree. I don't think anybody's going to give uh, the Jets any kind of offer like for the Jamal Adams, where you get multiple first round picks, second round pick. You know, I don't see that happening. So unless somebody gives you, you know, multiple first round picks for, you know, Quinn and Williams, you don't move him. Okay. And he's not out there talking to people saying, oh, yeah, I want to trade this guy. No, somebody's going to call up and say, oh, I would love to have him. Yeah, well, I don't want to trade him. All right, well, I'll give you a first-round pick for him. Nah, I don't want to trade him. You know what I mean? It's not happening. But Joe Douglas will pick up the phone if someone calls, and that's what you're supposed to do. And I think that's what's going on. Um, but there are, you know, there are players that he'll definitely move for the for a decent price. I'm sure McDougal, I'm sure uh, Avery Williamson, guys that are on the last year of their contract, uh, Henry Anderson. I don't think anybody will want him, but I'm sure guys like that. They'll, they'll definitely be moving if if people offered him something, you know. But, you know, May's in the last year of his deal, but I would think they want to re-sign him. So unless somebody, again, gives you something really good for him, I don't see him getting moved either. Listen, man. Huh. Okay. This is this this is my thing. Uh, and uh, Manish could uh, kiss my butt. I um I think that guy is ridiculous. He's a clown. That's number one. Number two. Uh, I understand where you're coming from with this. I want you to understand something. I really don't want to even believe in any way, shape, or form that that was possible. Even if, like like you said, it would have to take something to the extent of what they got for Jamal Adams. For them to move Quinn and Williams, for the f- and and for the fact that I'm having a conversation with you about a young player, 21 year old, 
right. that's basically on the come up. In my opinion, the fact that I'm even having a conversation about it is kind of absurd in my opinion, because the fact that this dude could play at the level he's playing right now and he's not even close to being a finished product, I'm not even asking for anything. I don't care. You're not moving him. You're not taking him from me because that's a building block. You understand me? They, to me, guys like that and Mackay Becton are movable pieces. They're pieces you build around. So when you have eight clowns like Meta walking around talking about, you know, oh, they're talking about trading him. I, in my opinion, I think what happened was that people saw that the Jets were moving players and teams started calling and saying, hey, man, what about that kid, that kid, that Williams kid? And Joe was like, what, what about him? And they were like, yeah, we, you want, you want to move him? And, and Joe was like, no. And they were like, you sure if we give you this? And Joe was like, no. You know, yeah, that's a conversation, but that does, that's a one-sided conversation. Unfortunately, there's people that are going to run a, run far away with it, you know. And yes, there's players on this team that, that could be moved, like Chris was saying, because at, at, at 0-7, what the hell are you doing? You're not going anywhere, so you have to start planning for the future. But part of planning for the future is actually understanding the players that should stay and you should build around and the players that should go. And on for, and for me, Quinnen Williams got to stay. Simple yeah. as that. Well, you know, he got it. He supposedly he did get an offer last year at the trade deadline for him. But, you know, and it was supposed to be a very good package, but he turned it down. So that's why now, now that he's actually, you could see him playing better almost every week. It seems like he's improving. So you're not going to give him up, you know, like you said, unless it's like a, the Jamal Adams deal, you know, multiple first round picks. That would be to start because one for him for a first round pick straight up makes no sense because, you know, yeah, that first round pick could be a star, but it also could be a bust, unfortunately, because we've seen a lot yep. of first round busts in our, in our lifetime, unfortunately. Tell, tell them, so, Chris. There's no definite, you know, so um, it would have to be multiple. And I don't see that happening anyway. I don't see a team giving up multiple first round picks for him. So exactly. Um, yeah. It, you know what? It's just once, you know, and once it gets on social media, you know, it just blows up. Into something, <laughs> you know? and it is what it is. And thank God it's not, but you know, I just feel like we had a, we have ever since uh, 2010, we, we have a draft doomsday. <laughs> 2010, Cal Wilson cut 11, yeah. Muhammad Wilkinson. We know what happened with him. Uh, 2012, Copels, cut. D. Melanie, 13, uh, cut. It's so bad to even like mention. 2014, it. Calvin Pryor, trade. 2015, uh, Leonard Williams, traded. 2016, Darren Lee, cut. 2017, Adams, traded. Sam Darnold. And Quentin Williams. Last two years, we don't know what's going on, but and I will and I will real bad luck. And I will say one thing: there's a very clear difference between what Leonard Williams was and what what uh, Quentin Williams is is right now. Leonard Williams was a destruct was a disruptive force, yes, but he was not getting off blocks quick enough. The one damn thing you show of that Leonard that 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 Quentin Williams is doing right now. Is getting off blocks. If you watch him play, even when they double team him, he's getting off. 
So if he's getting off blocks now and you and he's not even complete as a player, not even close, yeah, nah, you can't even compare him to Leonard Williams. Not even close, in my opinion. So that's that's a done for that's done for me. Well, I'm about to say, well, at least with Bakai Becton, we know that the first the first round uh doomsday is over. So there it goes. Even with Quentin Williams, it's it's still over. Um Sam Darnold is a question mark, but you know, we'll 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 get to that another day. Um I I do want to talk about uh the Cowboys. It seems like the Cowboys are getting rid of players. Uh they traded Griffin. They just they just cut a pole and they cut another player. Uh, I think it was a cornerback for what Chris was saying. Um, why is the Cowboys cleaning house? Is they 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 must know their season is over. Uh, I think they they looking at what how how they played so far and they've been horrible. I mean two and five, and the one both and both wins were like I don't want to say miracle wins, but they came back on you know in the last quarter and. One game, you know, the Falcons choked. The other game, the Giants choked. So, I mean, they could easily be 0-7 right now. Um, and they know they got this week. They got Philly this week. And, you know, that could be, you know, if they lose this week, not that it's totally over, but because that division's still wide open. But with the Eagles getting a little healthier too this week, they're getting like three of their starters back. So, but then if you look at Dallas's schedule after Philly, they got Pittsburgh next week and then all right they got the easy game at minnesota but i think minnesota is a better team than them right now washington washington might beat them again on uh thanksgiving you know then they got baltimore cincinnati san fran philly again and then the giants again so there's not many wins there with the way they're playing so i I think they're thinking hey let's try to get rid of any of the excess that we could get rid of just like what we kind of doing you know and they're thinking about next year I, you know, it's amazing when you think about the talent that this team has and they got, and they got two wins and by luck and I'm sure more moves are coming. And I would not be shocked since they, since they're, you know, like they got great wide receivers, not just the top three, but their bottom two guys are really good too. So, I mean, if somebody comes calling for Amari Cooper to get rid of that contract, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if Dallas got rid of him because they got Gallup and I think he's a free agent after this year. And they just drafted CD that other kid Wilson is good. So, I I mean, there's going to be other guys moved on this team, no doubt. And uh, what's his name? Dalton's not, I don't, I don't think he's practiced yet this, this week. So he might not even play. No, I don't think he's playing that. That backup kid is going to be playing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in bad shape, man. They're in bad shape. So, uh, I think it's clear to everybody now that um, it's too, it's the players don't like the coaches and they don't want to play for them. As simple as that. That's gonna I, I don't think I don't think there's too much to this. Um, those are professional football players. Um, this is not that the like you said, Chris. They're not lacking in talent. You don't, you don't un, like. There was a, there was one run, run, running play that they kept playing over and over all the way on social media and on television. It was a, I think it was a, a one. It was a twelve yard touchdown or whatever. And when they gave the ball to running back, when they gave the ball to, to the running back, the quarterback, there was so many holes that he could run into. I don't think 
I don't think there was one that he could have picked that he would have been wrong. It was the B gap was wide open, the A gap was wide open, the C gap was wide open. It was just, it, it was crazy. When when you see things like that, when you see a play where you run a toss, run a toss, and the guy that's supposed to set the edge out of position, and he's jogging basically to get to the way he's supposed to go to set the edge, he doesn't want to play. There's not a there's it's a, there's an issue in Dallas, and it's an effort issue, and it's a and it's almost flagrant at this point. And when you see people doing that, it, to me, it's a disregard to the coaching. You know, it's basically like we don't like what they're doing. You know, and we don't want nothing to do with them. And and on, and I think that goes uh, hand in hand with the fact that um, I think Mark Schlereth says it a million times. He says that the fact that Jerry Jones is basically the GM and the coach because he acts like he continues, continually neuters his coaches. The coach will say one thing in the locker room and then right outside the door, the owner will be saying something else. So when that happens and as a player, the coach does something you don't like, you could just walk into the freaking owner's office or call him, hey, Jerry, man. This dude's pissing me off, man. I want to play for him. I mean, that's the kind of culture the Cowboys have. That's why they can't go anywhere. This dude is holding his own team back, basically, because he doesn't let his football people do what they're supposed to be doing. You know. So at the end of the day, that's what it is, man. Um, they could sell the whole. They could sell the whole team. Nobody wants to be there at this point. Um, you could see when they hit, when they, when the back of quarterback got smashed and knocked out, nobody was gonna fight that dude. Which team in the NFL would have allowed that quarterback to get knocked out like that, and nobody would have hit nobody. Everybody just standing around watching. And and the head coach mentioned that too. McCarthy mentioned that after the game because I was surprised there was no there was no retaliation. <laughs> my guy, he's surprised. Yeah, he's not surprised. He knows because he's seen it. As a coach that's coached in the NFL forever, the deliberate, basically trotting around that his players are doing is a defiance to him. It's defi- in defiance of him. He knows what he knows what he's seeing. He just can't believe he's seeing it. I'll tell you one thing. If I was Dalton, I would not want to play now. No. <laughs> These guys aren't sticking up for me. Forget no. about the coach. I get it. Well, you don't want you don't want to play for the coach. That's one thing, but. You don't want to stick up for me. I'm the quarterback. You know what? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> so I hit yeah. the thing. Does does McCarthy last? Are they gonna fire him too? Uh not I think I don't think they're gonna fire him yet. Not they give exactly more, they'll give him one more, more year at least. Oof, it's gonna be ugly. It's, not, it's gonna it, it you, might get ugly. It all depends on who's gonna be the new defensive coordinator for one and for two. If they if they find a way to bring Dak in on a one year contract, how's that gonna look? Because he hasn't really why, gotten that whole season. I don't see him coming back. Why would yeah, exactly? If Dallas I don't see does, it neither, if, but they if have to Dallas do something. Offers, Dallas offers Dak a one year contract. To me, that's a spit in his face. That's I mean, but with the in injury face. that he got, you you know, right now it's looking like a, a high a high risk. We don't know if he's going to come back, you know, top top of his game or or not. You know, Bro, so all I'm, respect, I'm just saying Dak is good. I understand what but, you're saying, but it's but, still a high risk. 
it's you know with all due respect if you don't still don't understand what's going on with the cowboys the cowboys lost their leader and i'm betting you money that they feel like they the the organization the organization should have taken care of their leader and they didn't me sitting on my couch watching Dak Prescott got hurt I felt I thought about was the freaking Cowboys not signing him long term, and why in the hell did they sign him long term? And then you watch all his players, basically their reactions to the situation. They would go to hell and back for that dude. Yeah, about that backup quarterback. You understand me? So you're gonna tell me you're not gonna sign that dude long term? He's gonna be fine. He's gonna come back. He's well, gonna be fine. There's well, there's they, been multiple they, guys with those injuries. He's gonna be fine. The problem well, is, is the Cowboys going to honor him? That's going to be the problem. At the end of the day, not this- the Cowboys have not indicated that they're going to do right by him. If I if I were him, I would find somebody else, somewhere else to go. Right. Does That's he, just me. Does he even they should have been yet. paid them. <laughs> they should have yeah. been paid them a long time ago. If they if that yeah. was their leader, then that's what they should have been did. That's one True. of the things we, we've been talking about since I think we started this podcast. That the yeah. Cowboys should have signed them. So, no, so, and you know what? But they're they're gonna pay for it one way or the other. They're either gonna pay a lot for him, or they're not gonna pay him, and they're gonna be stuck with no quarterback, and they're gonna be stuck yep. kind of rebuilding because that's what they're kind of doing. Yeah, there it goes. Not rebuilding, uh, it's kind of reshaping their their team. Right. <laughs> um. Uh, then another trade that happened was uh Carlos Dunlap. He got traded to the Seahawks for B.J. Finley and a seventh-round pick. Um, real quick, uh, Seattle, whew, defense and they pass rush is very terrible. Um, but what can Dunlap bring bring to the Seahawks defense, uh, Shaman? Very good player. He is, he is one of those players. I mean, he's not – I wouldn't say he's elite but he could cause a lot of issues on the front on 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 a, on a, on a, on the defensive line and he's very solid of a player he'll always cause trouble so you want that kind of player i think i think that was a great get for seattle um i think bring um getting jamal adams back will help them a lot too uh but they definitely needed that kind they need that kind of energy on their front on in the front seven they don't have that at all man that was a great get for them definitely I, I think that's going to be their, their biggest one. With When Adams comes back, it'll be interesting to see how this team uh, responds, you know, because they lost a kind of, I don't want to say ugly game, but they lost the game they shouldn't have lost against Arizona Sunday night. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to get Jamal Adams back with Dunlop. Um, this defense should start playing better with those guys. I'm still worried about the coverage. They, co- they cover the they overall yeah, the back end. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 their game has been slipping for a couple of years now. So I am worried about that. But uh, when it, it just goes to show you, man, when uh, Russell Wilson has a bad game, they're done. Mm-hmm. They're done. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he did some, he made a couple of throws there where you're like, uh, that's not him. That, that throw to um, um, that, uh, that the corner from Arizona, what's his name? Uh, Oh, the, the 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 veteran corner made in the end zone that he he, he two tapped his feet before getting out of bounds. That that throw was horrible. No way he was throwing that ball. But again, like I said, you know, once he he does not play like the world class quarterback, they suffer. Unfortunately, they need him to be that 
a day in and day out so they so they could win and that's the problem yeah yeah i'll definitely see um and also antonio brown uh signed the one-year mm-hmm. deal with the bucks and he practiced earlier and Adrian said he looked fantastic so me so what are we expecting uh brown to bring to these bucks uh, you know what as long as he keeps his head on straight and you know what and he just plays football and he doesn't have any off-field issues this kid, it's going to work out great probably for them. I mean, we've seen the one game. He, I mean, it's only one game, but the one game he played with uh, with Brady, it looked like he had pretty good chemistry, and it was only one game. And you know what? Obviously, Brady thought very highly of him to get him in there because, listen, if Brady didn't want him, he would not be on that team right now. So, obviously, Brady we said – We all know that. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, Brady said, hey, bring this guy in, man. <laughs> I like this guy. So, did you know, isn't that coach – didn't that coach at one point last year say there's no way or early in the year said there's no way he's going to come up. He's the, he doesn't fit his locker room. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now Brady. <laughs> <then. Yeah. laughs> and think of this, you know, what is another thing last year, you could say he kind of let the Patriots down because you know what, with him, you know, that's, that's a weapon that they needed desperately. And they probably would have been a little bit better last year. They would have had a shot to go a little further in the playoffs with Brown if he stayed on the field and everything. So, and he let them down. So I don't think he wants to let Brady down again. So I'm, I'm well, going to, you know, a lot of people are guessing like, Oh, he'll be out by in two weeks or three weeks. I think he'll be fine. I think he wants to prove something. Yeah. I think, I think that's going to, because this is his last shot guys. If yeah. that guy was not as immensely talented as he is, he wouldn't have had. He wouldn't be getting the shot in the NFL right now. If he was anybody else, he would have been done. But everybody understands how much of a great wide receiver he is, man. He is. He could separate in an instant. That's how. That's how like solid. Not solid. That's how great his route running skills are. And because of his separation skills, he fits what Tom Brady always had was wide receivers that could get open instantly. And if you count it, almost every one of those wide receivers had ridiculous years playing with Tom Brady. That's the kind of wide receiver Tom Brady is getting that paired now with probably the freaking four horsemen. <laughs> you know, like it's ridiculous that how that offense could play. Two tight ends that are ridiculous. Uh, wide receivers that are world class across the board, and Miller that is a uh, 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 anything, everything, everywhere. You could swap them in and out, whatever, and they could just run so many different dynamic patterns. And oh man, I mean, if that team gels, man, that's Super Bowl. Unfortunately, that's how it's going to be. Uh, we thought, well, I thought that they wouldn't be able to get there this year, but. In season changes, man, listen, McClendon had a ball in his first game. Five tackles. Um, I think he had five tackles, two or three of them were solo. He was wrecking everything he saw in his first game, and he only played like 30 snaps. <clears throat> Uh-oh. He couldn't wait to get out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But ever since uh... – Week three, uh, Brady, 15 touchdowns. That's first in the NFL. 15 to one, uh, 15 to one touchdown interception ratio. That's first in the NFL. 
1,450 passing yards. That's tied fourth in the NFL, and he went 4-1. Um, with Brown, just watch out. He might be in uh, MVP uh, conversations once again. So, you know, shout out, shout out, shout out to them, you know, and hopefully they do what they have to do. Ah, uh, man. Um, since the trade deadline is on Tuesday, uh, is there any players that y'all that y'all might see um, around the NFL might be moved? I'm I'm sure there's gonna be trades moved. I don't know the. Hmm. Well, Griffin went to Dallas already, right? That was another yeah kind of a big name. Well, I, I have two moved. rumors. Well, I have two Detroit. rumors. Um, Zach Ertz. Uh, I know, and they probably probably won't be moved, but. The Packers and the Ravens uh, asked about him um, for, for what I just read. Yeah, if he didn't get and, hurt, I, I think he would have got moved. Yes. And also uh, the Eagles trying to trade Austin Jeffrey, and they're trying to get a linebacker like Avery Williamson or I think Zach Cunningham from the Texans. Yeah, and that's it, just so far. It's awful. I think that's why they haven't and even I think Will and, and also I think Will Fuller is, might be on the trading block as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all all great, all good, all players that could do things for other teams, teams that are on the move that need specific add additions that could take them off, you know, over the edge. Uh, probably that's that's what's gonna happen, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's that time of year, man. I wish uh, definitely <laughs> with that Philly that Philly comment you made about their linebackers, they really need some linebackers, man. Yeah. They 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 they've been held they've been really been held back by the the talent on linebacker. Yeah, I'm about to say. Yeah, don't just don't be surprised if they if the Eagles make a make a trade or two. You know, the Eagles, maybe the Packers, maybe might might get a tight end or wide receiver. You know, just don't be surprised. You know, the need the needy teams that feel like they going to the playoffs might be the ones that makes that trade, but. We'll we'll figure it out and we'll talk about that on the uh, next week's podcast. Week seven player of the week. Who do we have? Cool. You uh, got Chris. Who do I got? <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I was watching the game, so I'm definitely gonna have to go with it. The Sunday night game. Yep. Uh, I, I gotta go with uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, that man. guy's just a machine. 360 yards passing, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. My gamble. For another 67 and a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, he's just like a little, ugh, he's just amazing. And he's small, but he's smart, fast, throws a great ball too. You know, he's got yep. good arm strength for a little, for not that big of a guy. Um, yeah, they, they were just amazing. They got a lot of chances, but they were amazing, Arizona. So I'll, I'll take yeah. Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, uh, that this this is this is crazy. How uh, I gotta give it to Baker Mayfield, man. I was gonna pick that's my pick. I was gonna pick uh, Kyler Murray, but Baker Mayfield played a hell of a game, man. I gotta give it to him. Five touchdowns, one interception, uh, two hundred and ninety-seven yards. I think. Yeah, you know, I uh, you know I. The the fact that they won that game to me that to me that's indicative of what he can be. I think one of the reasons why people still there's still people that believe in him. Um, mm. He he definitely has the 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 potential to be that to be that player. 
And it's crazy. Somebody on, I think it was Lewis Riddick pointed out the fact that it's almost like when, when, when OBJ is in the game, he always thinking about getting the ball to OBJ. When OBJ is not on the field, he's not thinking about OBJ and he's trying to concentrate on the progression of the play and where the ball is supposed to go. And you, he turns into a totally different quarterback. So yeah. it's crazy how that happens. But you know what? I saw it. I saw it in my own eyes, man. Uh, uh, there, the Browns. The Browns have way too much talent to be a struggling team, man. They have probably one of the probably one or one a best pass rusher in the NFL right now. Um, they got talent on offense. They, I mean, they're they're good. I I think I think I think Baker Mayfield should be able to uh, keep keep this going. But it was against Cincinnati, so uh, hold your right. horses, Sherman. <laughs> my player my player of the week was gonna go to Joe Burrow if they would have won the game. But since since they lost the game, I'm actually gonna go with uh Tom Brady, 369 passing yards, four touchdown passes, hitting hitting nine different players, towing the nine different players Ridiculous. with an average with with them nine players with an average of eleven point two yards. That is freaking ridiculous. You know, Tom Brady is back to himself. He's gelling with Godwin, Gronkowski, Fournette. He's finding his guys and man. And he's just heating up. (laughs) Exactly. And it's just it's just getting crazy. You know, every time you think Tom Brady is just gone, it's just no, no, sir. We need to calm down a lot. (laughs) So there it goes. Um, shout out, shout out to Tom Brady. You definitely deserve it. And ooh, let the real games begin. Uh, yes, let's do let's do our week seven recaps. Uh, Eagles close close game 22-21 against the Giants. That was a pretty ugly game for most of it until the last couple of drives in the fourth quarter. But Philly pulls uh, another one out against the Giants. That's Philly and uh, and the Giants have played some pretty uh, memorable games in the past. And this is going to be one of those, you know, uh, memorable finishes by Philly <laughs> with the wins, you know, the two, uh, metal line miracles and this one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and Philly needed this. I mean, if they lost this, uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this division is just horrible. I mean, the, the team that wins the division might have eight wins. If that <laughs> they might not even make it to eight, but hopefully somebody gets to at least 500, but uh, the Giants are just awful. I, I don't, you know, the Daniel Jones, I mean, the run <laughs> where he was in the clear, that big, long 70 or 80 yard run, and he fell on his face with nobody touching him. That was, uh, that was this, their season in a nutshell right there. So, but big win for Philly. Yeah. Uh, they, they just keep, they win those games even when they're, they're just not, they're so void of talent at the moment. But everybody that could do something does something. Uh, so so they, they just kind of gather themselves and they just play well, man. They, 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 their quarterback uh, put, you know, he, he, he does what he does, you know. Of course, he has to kind of mess you up, make a couple throws where you're like, oh, my God. But... Um, but you know, uh, I think he threw for like uh, almost 400 yards, two touchdowns with that one pick. That was ridiculous. Like he always has to throw that one pick. But yeah, uh, that's Philly for you. Yep. Uh, 
I, I want to say Evan Ingram choked oh. when he did not catch that ball. Uh, the Giants had that win. I don't get that. These, some of these players, like, he didn't have a problem with catching the ball in college. You know, like, I went back. I wanted to look at some of his, you know, the write-ups in college, you know, the, the draft previews and stuff about him. There was nothing about him, you know, oh, he might have a problem with catching the ball. Um his biggest, their biggest question mark was he wasn't big enough to be a, like a good blocking tight end. You know, like he was going to be maybe even switched out to wide receiver because he had that kind of talent. But nothing about his catching ability. I mean, this is just it's horrible because he's wide open on some of these plays and he's just dropping them. So I don't know. Yep. That's that how it is, man. Yeah, that most important catch was looked like it was about to be a touchdown game over. Oh, yeah. It was going to be game over either way. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah. You're right. The, the, at the end of the day, some guys, man, as great as they were in college, they just can't make it in the pros. And the, the what the core difference in the pros and in college, when you're in the pros, is football all day. If you don't love football, like when I say love football, when you're not 24-7 trying to be a better football player, you could see it. And sometimes that's what it is, man. This kid has way too much talent for him to fail. And he's unfortunately failing at some for some reason. All right. Uh, since we're talking about choking, uh, the choking Falcons <laughs> has lost against the Lions 23 to 22. Uh, stop, betting against, stop betting the Falcons, man. Because that's what how I've been losting. I've yeah, been losing listen. because I bet Bet the Falcons. The Falcons are gonna win. They're gonna do it this time. They, they find a not- they way to lose. <laughs> they just find a way to lose, man. Yeah, different ways. Now that's now they season is crazy in a nutshell. They're done. I mean, and that was the, the uh, what was it at the end of the towards the end of the game? Todd Gurley, if he doesn't score, oh my sits god, on the one, they probably run it out and they probably win the game. But they give uh, Stafford too much time. And he, of course, drives him down the field. Let's play. Touchdown. Of course, it's Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> Stafford. Stafford been doing it for years, man. <clears throat> shout out. Shout out to Stafford for the win. Um, Browns with the Baker Mayfield clutch moment, 37 to 34 against the Bengals. But they also had a big injury, right? It was uh, Odell, Odell Beckham. Beckham. Yes, they did. And you know what? A lot of people are saying that you know, like it, this is going to make Baker better or they get, they're in better shape without Odell Beckham. I mean, it's hard to say that because he's, he's so talented Beckham, but I kind of understand because to me, like there's so much pressure when you have Beckham, you know, you have to get him the ball. We have to find a way right. to you know get this guy. We, he has to get his four or five car- catches a game or, you know, I guess there's so much pressure on him on the offense, not just on, on Baker, but the, you know, the offensive coordinator, like, Oh, we got to get the ball to him. Now they can spread the ball around. I mean, and you, and you still got good receivers. Their backups are pretty good too. Um, so, I mean, let's see, it'll be interesting to see how you we know gotta... what, Chris, that is kind of true. You know, when we, when Baker Mayfield came with that run, it was without Beckham. And I'm not saying Beckham yeah. is a, a good wide receiver. He's a fantastic wide receiver, but at the same time, maybe, maybe that is. Um, I, I would like and to see a little bit more. The funniest thing about the funniest thing about like I was, I we were talking earlier about offenses and what definite uh, like what they are, you know, and what what fits them. 
you know, I just don't understand what about Beckham can't fit into an offense because because of his immense speed, athleticism, uh, uh, change of direction, all that stuff. You could use him in so many ways. You don't have to make him the guy that the primary target on every throw, you know. But you have to incorporate somebody that talented into your offense. So, so you know, to me, that's an indictment on the on the offensive coordinator if you're not getting the ball to your to your one of your better playmakers, and then you've made it to the you know that your quarterback feels so pressured like that. But that's how it is. Unfortunately, it seems like they suffer when he's on the field for some reason. I don't understand why, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They're way too talented to, you know, because yeah. the um, um, their other running back is going to be back off IR soon, and they're going to be at full force, and they, they 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 could make a run. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Uh, close, close game. Uh, still is 27 Titans 24 to me as well yeah. like we, we we always say like every week you get one of those uh statement games and this was one of those big statement games I mean Pittsburgh um winning on the road against Tennessee you know they opened up a big lead and then Tennessee fought back and then um what's his name Mr. Field goal to tie it for Tennessee uh Giskowski after that, after that rough first week, we thought he was done, and then he started playing, kicking well, and then this week he missed the game tying field goal. But and now I, I'm playing that has, intentional grounding though, Chris. That that Tannehill <laughs> intentional grounding. That's that's oh. what made that happen. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, oh. Aiden, yeah, remember that uh, Tannehill just threw a nice ass pass to AJ Brown. AJ Brown had a wonderful game. I yeah. was very impressed with AJ Brown. Um, yeah, he has the talent. Yes, and and then he threw that intentional grounder for no reason, no reason whatsoever, and I just was like, "Why, Tannehill? You just messed it up." Yeah, pushed it, and it wasn't even. It's you know what they did. He did you know push him back on the field goal, but it was still less than fifty yards, wasn't it? I think it was 42, 43 yards, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was, was fifty something yards. I think was it was fifty something yards. Yeah, because yeah, that was at yeah. the 35 yard line. They was back to the list at least 10, 15 yards. I know it was like 52 yards. It was at the 35 yard line. Hmm. It was a long kick. I remember that. It was a long kick. And my, I knew I knew he wasn't gonna make it. My thing, my thing with 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 uh with this the, that game was that the uh, the the way the um the Tennessee basically harassed the crap out of Ben Roethlisberger. He did not look like the Ben, like, you know, elite starter Ben. Three interceptions, a passer rating of sixty-seven point four. Yeah, I mean that that's that goes to show you how good that defense could be. They harassed him. They they caused him to have a lot of issues. Even if they they um, Pittsburgh ended up scoring twenty-seven points, um, I think their second half adjustment definitely worked against them. It's just that at the end of the day the um, Tennessee Titans offense just could not bring it home. But that was a hell of a game, man. It was a hell of a game. And, and he did something that, that our coach can't do. Make make adjustments. <laughs> make fucking adjustments. It's ridiculous. 
But yeah, shout out to both of them. I hope to see them in the uh, playoffs play against each other. That would be wonderful. Um, the Saints in the tight game against the Panthers, 27-24. Yeah, Carolina is a good team. I mean, I'm just, yep. that's a coach we could have had. <laughs> you hate to keep saying And a that. wide receiver we could have had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, that's – but and the Saints, you know, without Michael Thomas, that's actually – you know what? You were talking about players possibly getting traded. Not that I think he's going to get traded, but he's out again. And he's not practicing. There's something so, wrong over there, bro. Yeah, something's up with uh, Michael Thomas. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely some issues there. So there's something might, funky you know, in the gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely is. But Saints, Saints getting a little groove back. So, you know, shout out to the Saints. But it was a very good game by both teams. Yeah, they're they're way talented team, man. You know, you know how they're gonna show up. You know what yes. they're gonna do every week. Yes. Washington dominated Dallas 25 to 3. <laughs> oh my god. Dallas is oh, it's so bad. Uh they're bad. They they're yeah. just they just can't there's nothing they could do. They can't do anything right. And and for and for one of the worst teams in the NFL to dominate you the way they did, the, the Washington did to them. That just to me, that just goes to show you what what Dallas where Dallas is right now. I don't think there's too much more. We could point out anymore about that team. They, they're in the dumps. I don't think they want to play anymore. That, and Ezekiel Elliott is struggling. Yeah. Oh, oh Elliott is struggling yeah. big time, yeah. and that's that is ridiculous. That is that is just really ridiculous. That whole team we need to throw the whole team out. <laughs> the one, the one positive uh, with Washington, um, we got to give Ron Rivera a shout out. He got through yes. cancer treatments. So, you know, shout out, shout out to you, Ron. Blessings. Yeah, they they definitely did got the win for him. So, shout out to them. Packers uh, dominated Texans 35 to 20. Yeah, I think that went pretty much the way we thought, right? (laughs) Yes, we did. Aaron Rodgers, four touchdown passes. Devontae Adams, that should have been my player of the week. Lord Jesus, almost 200 yards receiving. Two touchdown catches come came back on top of his game. Lord. Whew. That yeah. just watch out for the Packers, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But but the thing with the Packers is for me, like again, you know, are they gonna wake up? That defense gonna wake up and, and actually stop the run? You know, because they need to, if they're gonna play some of the elite teams in the NFL, they're gonna be able to stop the run on defense. And they they at right at this moment. Uh, they haven't proven that to me, so that's that's a problem for me. But you know what Aaron Rodgers is, man. That really that that bad man. He is what he is. Um, the Texans, man, they're ruining the years of of Deshaun Watson. Yep, they ruin him. I mean, come on, man. I don't get it. Hey, and you know what? He's asking for it because he resigned with them. He shouldn't have resigned with them, man. He <laughs> I'm gonna to go to free agency and we'll talk then. You know. Right. right. Yeah, you're right. has dominated the Raiders 45 to 20. Yeah, we, we talked about the Bucks, man. They're yeah, they're 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 getting in gear now. Brown to me, Brown's the only thing that could stop them at this point, you know, but I, I don't think he will, but he's the only thing that could possibly like if he causes a problem and just messes up the team, but I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think he's, like you said, this is his last shot. 
He's got something to prove. He doesn't want to let Brady down because he knows Brady probably went out of his way to, to say, you know, let's bring this guy in, you know? So Bucks are going to be a dangerous team, man. Yeah, just a dangerous team. And, 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 and again, who, which linebacking squad in the NFL could run as fast as Levante David and White? It's, it's ridiculous how quick they get from a point A to point B. It's not even fair at this point. The way they read plays and they get there so quickly, it's, it's, it's I, I mean, and then, like I said, I highlight now, it, 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 now they have McClendon that could give them, that could be a boss in the, in, in the trenches and give those linebackers space to run. Sheesh, man. I mean, they, 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 they looking to make a run, guys. They, that team is going to be a force for the next, for the last, last couple games in the NFL season, man. I, yeah. They they might be into in the running to win four, fourteen games. Mm. Very interesting. Chiefs forty three to sixteen over the Broncos. Yeah, that was that was basically uh, what we thought too. But I, I thought it would be a little bit closer just because of the snow. Because when there's a snow game, crazy stuff happens. So, um, but Kansas City, yeah, man, just. The Kansas City, like I said before, Kansas City don't even have to play their best game to win. And they weren't their best. So, yeah. that right. is. Yeah, you're right. San Francisco dominated the Patriots 33-6. to no, 49ers, sorry. 49ers dominated 49ers, the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots look, look done. Um, I, I thought they'd be much better than this. Uh, but Cam Newton just looks – he looks – he looks horrible right now. I don't know what it is, but he looks back, fine. Back, back to Carolina days when uh, they had he had that nice record and they just played horrible. Might as well just try to kiss Stittman out, see what he can do. Because when you throw yeah. for 98 and yards you, and you have three interceptions, that is very terrible. Yep. Even, even Sam Darnold was throwing over 100. <laughs> this was the this was the the Patriots had that was their worst loss. Since 2000, man. That's right, crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. That's, you know. That's very crazy. They, 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 right yeah, ahead. but uh, like I was saying, um, I was going to say that um, that uh, teams teams are kind of getting wise to the way they're using Cam and they're taking away certain things, things they know that he likes looking for, and they're forcing him to his second and third read, and he was never really that good at doing that. So... You know, man, listen. It, the way the NFL is now, now you have to be more of a you have to be better at quarterback. And if you're not gonna be that good at quarterback, you're gonna you you mean throwing blindly into 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 double coverage and all this crap that he did. Yeah, you're gonna lose your job, bro. All right, Charges dominated, thirty-nine to twenty-nine. Jags hung in yeah. there till I think the fourth quarter, right? I think it was yeah. tied going into the fourth quarter or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they did not give up. No, they're, 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 hang in, man. That's a team that's gonna hang kid in. Herbert, once again, three touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown. Kid Herbert yeah. just doing whatever we're doing what he gotta do once again. <laughs> just gotta what get credit what credit's do. What yeah. a kid. Hey, let's see. I, I, I doubted him. Guys. <laughs> I doubted him coming in the NFL. I'm, I'm not going to lie. 
I doubted him coming in the NFL. I'm I'm still gonna say that this is too small of a a, a a sample of games to to say that he what he's what he's gonna be. But I am impressed. Count me impressed, man. Definitely. Definitely. And and then my my Sunday night gamble, uh, the Cardinals, 37-34 overtime win over Seattle. Yeah, that was that was a great game, man. It was a back and forth game. Uh, like Shaman said, um, Russell Wilson did not have his best game, um, and Kyler Murray was he was definitely playing one of his better games. Uh, and of course, um, Hopkins was amazing as usual. And the one play that was great was Metcalf chasing, uh, what's his name? Baker down. Right. Baker had that pick six easy. He was going like 90 yards and Metcalf (laughs) came out of nowhere and caught him. It's just unbelievable. He caught him like, he caught him like Baker was like a linebacker, you know, and Metcalf (laughs) with the price. I mean, Baker's, I'm sure he's a quick guy. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So unbelievable. I yeah. mean, but Metcalf was pretty quiet though. The whole game, I, he didn't have, he didn't, I think he had like three or four catches. But Tyler yeah, Lockett, Lord, that yeah, man, Lockett, 200, oh 200 yards and three touchdowns. Lockett is special. Yeah. He's very yeah. special to Wilson. And and for people not to mention his name in, in one of the, as one of the better wide receivers in the league, to me, that's sad. Yeah, you can't cover him, and 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 somebody and said something about oh, um, Tyler Lockett is what everybody, what Jets fans think, uh, um, what's his name, Crowder is, and I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Ain't nobody think that Crowder is anything close to what Tyler Lockett is. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett is not a slot wide receiver. He he plays outside. He could play outside, he could play X, he could play Z, he could play, he plays everywhere. You just can't cover him. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Lockett for a hell of a game. You know, just wish it didn't go up to go down the way it went. But, yeah, it was a good game by both teams. Shout out to both teams. And last but not least, the Rams uh, won, won, a, won, won one of those games against the Bears, uh, 24 to 10. Bears are going to have a hard time, man, because their offensive line is not great. And like we were saying with the Bills, their running game is not good. And playing in the NF- NFC North, AFC East, these teams, you need a good a good running game. You don't have to be great. You just have to have a good, solid running game, good, you know, good offensive line. Um, and Foles is just – he's streaky too. And that was – not a good streak for him on, on Monday night. So he's, I, I don't know. Um, Chicago's one of, I think Chicago and Buffalo are almost kind of the same team, you know, they're <laughs> good, but they're not elite. They're not bad either. Cause uh, Chicago's got a really good defense. They got a, definitely good enough defense to make it to the Super Bowl, but their offense is just not good. So uh, in the Rams, I think, no. I think, I think definitely that wasn't, I don't think this was a whole, Foles bad sandwich. I think Foles was not helped by his his skilled position players. They were too many drops. They weren't getting open. Um, And you you also write about the run game. I mean, if you can't run the ball, I mean, you you're definitely trying to beat teams on on throws that are low percentage throws, and they weren't completing them. 
I think I think the fact they weren't throwing the ball to Robinson more often all game was kind of surprising in my opinion. Uh, but but you're right, man. That's their deficiency. They can't. They they're not really good on offense, and they have a pretty good defense. Yeah, not to say. Yeah, shout out to the Rams for for a very important win because that NFC West is so tough, oh, so yeah. tough yep. right now. Lord, <laughs> it looked like all four teams could go to the playoffs. Yep. But <laughs> but uh, Chris, you can give us uh, the wins, the update on the wins for us before we have predictions for the week eight. All right. Um, Davin had a good week. He actually won his last nine games on Woo! this pendulum. So I should have won the whole down. I should have cleared the whole board, but you're only lost a couple of Falcons, Cincy, and Tennessee. Yeah. And, and those games could have won the other way easily. Either way. So. Yep. Could have had a perfect week. But anyway, so me and Davin had 11 wins each, and Charmin had 10. So Charmin did well, too. So the standings right now, you got Chris at 72, Davin at uh, – Charmin at 68, and Davin is at 65 now. Yeah. So the catch-up catch is getting real. Yeah, now, now. <laughs> the catch-up is getting real. Long, uh, long season. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, week eight, the predictions, Thursday night, Falcons against the Panthers. I'm going to go Panthers. At, uh, what's his name? Uh, McCaffrey might be coming back. We keep hearing he's he, he did practice this week or he is practicing this week, So, but it's supposed to be a game-time decision with him. So I'm going to hmm. go Panthers. Yep, Panthers. With or without him, but I uh, Let me check. Well, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Christian McCaffrey on, on the injury report. So I'm thinking he's guaranteed to play this Thursday. So I, I will go with the Panthers, and Christian McCaffrey will do his damn thing and open that, uh, that, that throwing game for uh, Bridgewater. Um, I think they wanted to possibly rest him one more week because it was, it's supposed to be, I think, bad weather tomorrow in Carolina. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see. Um. Patriots against the Bills. I got to go Bills. Patriots look like garbage right now. Yeah, my 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 thing with this game is as bad as the Patriots look, the the Bills offense worries me. If they struggle against the Jets defense the way they did, the Patriots defense is a hell of a better defense than what the Jets could play. So if you can't if you can't if you can't play good against the against the Jets defense how are you going to beat the Patriots offense the Patriots defense in my opinion the issue is at the end of the day can the Patriots offense play and unfortunately yeah that doesn't look that way so yeah Bills yeah it'll be a close game but I'll go with the Bills um Titans against the Bengals gotta go Titans you know Bengals are they're showing they're, they're going to hang in, I think. Joe Burrow, man, is a real deal. Yeah, yeah. he's playing well. But, Bill, but yeah, Bill that's around. a Titans game. Yeah, Bill, let's keep building around Joe Burrow, and they'll be all right. But, yeah, I'm definitely going with the Titans. Um, Raiders against the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, you know what? Browns are home, so I, I'm going to go with the Browns. Hmm. Should be a good I'm gonna one. go with the I'm gonna go with the Raiders on this. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm going with the Raiders. I feel like 
just because Baker Mayfield had a good game against the uh, the Bengals doesn't mean he's going to do it against the Raiders. Um, I'm going with the Raiders on this one. Um, and this is a must win for the Raiders. Um, Colts against the Lions. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I don't like picking Detroit. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. Colts for me, too. Yeah, I'll pick I'll pick the Colts, but it's gonna be a close game. Shockingly, yeah. shockingly the uh the Patriots of the NFC is is three and three. So <laughs> it might, this game might be closer than what people think. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the finally, Colts. Finally winning some games. They might be. We'll see. If they could he's, he's, they he's could on play. the hot seat. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely if they don't if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's done. Mm, very interesting. Packers against the Vikings. I think this is an easy one for everybody. <laughs> yeah, Packers. <laughs> right? Yeah, Packers. Well, yeah. Um, uh, we got the Rams against the Dolphins. You know what? That's going to be a tougher game than people think. Yeah, but, but this is a Rams game. The, the, that's the thing that bothers. I don't know. I, I we don't we we have not seen two a play really. You can't go yes. by those last couple of plays against us. But we really, I mean, there's no preseason, no nothing. So I, I'm I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to say they're going to win. So I'm going to say the Rams. Just Definitely going with the Rams and uh, we'll see what the kid does. Um, game of the week still is against the Ravens. Oof. Jeez. It's going to be interesting how, uh, how Pittsburgh responds, right? After they yep. beat the Titans. Now they got buff. Now they got the Ravens. This oh, man definitely want to check this one out. Uh, you know, I'm going to ride with Pittsburgh. They haven't lost yet, so I'm going to keep riding with them. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. This is tough. I know. <laughs> I'm tough. I'm going with the Ravens. Um, I yeah. don't know if Ngakwe is playing, but I'm I'm definitely going with the Ravens. Um, this is this is like yes, the Titans' defense is great, but you going against a Lamar Jackson team. Um, coming off of a bye week, and they, they're going to be full force ready to come at Ben, and not just Ben, but Lamar Jackson is going to be full force ready. I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. The Steelers, the Steelers will finally lose lose their uh, first game. Yeah. That's the, the Ravens have kind of struggled on offense, man. They're not the same Ravens team, you'd say. It I still agree. puzzles me. It still puzzles me how that team could win all those games and their wide receivers suck so bad. Mm-hmm. That's probably the worst of um 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 wide receivers room in the NFL. They can't. They don't catch off touchdowns mostly, and they don't get. They don't catch that many yards either. Uh so I'm gonna stay with the Steelers. All right, that's very interesting. Charges against the Broncos. I'll go charges. I don't uh Denver's I don't know. I don't I don't like Glock. Glock seems very inconsistent. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the charges. Yeah, charges for me too. Uh I I think I'll go with the Broncos. I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this one. There's something about uh, Noah Fant was pissed off at the Broncos without but the whole offense and said, yo, y'all gonna put up a shut up. And I, I think I think I think for some apparent reason, I think Drew Locke is gonna have a good week. I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this game. Um we actually got another good game. We got the Saints against the Bears. 
I got the Bears. Well, I'm sorry. Well, would you guys go with the Chargers? I went with the Broncos. Broncos, and would you go, Charmin? Chargers. Chargers. Okay. So. Yeah, Chargers for me too. Yeah, I got the Bears in this one. I think they're home. Saints don't have Michael Thomas. Ah, uh, I I'm going. I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, Drew Drew Brees will will still catch fire. Um. Like 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 we said, the Bears don't have the running game. They running game effing sucks. <laughs> really sucks, really bad. So I'm so I'm and the Saints and Camaro, man. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Saints and they and they start catching fire. Me too. I'm going with the Saints too, man. I think that's the team with the better defense in those two teams. So yeah, I'll I'll say the Saints. Uh, and then we got the 49ers against the Seahawks. I'm going to go Woo! Seattle. They're home. I got to go Seattle. We, we, yeah. don't, we don't need to ask you, Sean. We, we know. The yeah, you know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to go with the 49ers in this game. Um, Jimmy G has been catching a little bit of fire. He didn't do too too well against the Patriots. But the, uh, the running back, uh, what's his name, Fuller? He actually had three touchdowns. He did good. Um, until until the Seahawks defense can prove something, I think Jimmy G will will f- find a way to catch up and win this game. And it's going to be weird. But I'm going with the 49ers. Sunday night game is the Cowboys against the Eagles. Got to go Philly. It looks like Dallas is, you know, cashing in already. They're kind of done, you know. Um, it's got to be Philly. I'm surprised it's still a Sunday night game. I'm surprised they didn't get this one out. Flex it out. Yeah. I guess it's Dallas, you know. Yeah, it's Dallas. The fans is going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> even when even when they're losing, everybody wants to see them lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Eagles for me on that game, too. Yeah, I'll pick the Eagles. And I don't even know. We shouldn't even have to choose for this game, but we still going to choose it. Buccaneers against the Giants. <laughs> I think I'm going to you know what? I think I'm gonna go Tampa Bay. <laughs> so, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I was I was about to say, Chris, you picked the Giants. So I'm just gonna <laughs> no. have to turn off the podcast, and we're no. not even gonna say our predictions. But nah, I'm I'm yeah, we're gonna we all going with the Bucks. Um, that's it for the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. We do this for y'all every week. Leave some reviews, some feedback. Until next time, we take a flight. Take flight. Take flight.